not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a truthican, and the truth as I see it is that we've been divided in this country by design by people who benefit from that division, and it's not going to turn out well for 99% of us unless we all come together as one human race, realize we have all the power, and tell the establishment to go fuck themselves. Before Trump won, then everybody was like, these election machines are all fucked up. They shouldn't be connected to the internet, and why are there computers inside them when they just got account shit? But then Biden won, and they were like, no, they're fine now. <laughs> You're not smart enough to be my friend. Fuck you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Truth Again Podcast, episode 62, with my good buddy Mike Baldwin. If you're not familiar with this show, Mike and I are two professional stand-up comedians who got really interested in uh, the whole political thing a few years ago. I think Mike's been on board with it a little longer than I have. Um, I think we always both kind of hated p- politics and everything, but uh, we're, you know, we're a little conspiratorial as far as we believe the deep state is real. We think the election was stolen. We think that Trump is not the monster they made him out to be and that he's one of, if not the best chance we have to get this country back on track. And uh, under our current leadership, uh, it seems more and more every day like they are actively trying to get us into World War Three. What do you think about that, Mike? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I, I like to tell myself that it's all part of the plan, you know, but like... I joke about it on stage, but it's true. Like if there's a plan, then great. Then all of this is part of it. And it'll seem obvious to everyone in hindsight. And if it's not, then we're kind of fucked because we are definitely closer. The one thing that I guess we have on our side is that we're old enough that we don't have to worry about being drafted or, or anything unless things are just, super duper bad where they're all they're like all right 40 and 50 you guys have been drafted and we're like oh god all the 18 (laughs) to 39 year olds are gone yeah Yeah, that that would be scary man but i don't know i think like if there is a plan then part of it is definitely making everybody see the potential of how terrible things can get in the world if we let them if we don't care about our politics, they're more important than like we're the freest country on earth. Like people that live here, a lot of them don't understand that. Like you can't go to other places and do all of the things that you can do here the way that you do them. You know, like we if if we fall, if America falls, there's nowhere to go. I don't know. Yeah, no, you do know. It's true. Uh, That's why it's so funny when all these celebrities are like, if Trump gets elected, I'm leaving. I'm like, you said that last time and you're still here. So shut up. And you know that you can't really go anywhere else. Um, They'll go to Canada or something. But then after a year or two, they'll say the wrong thing or or look at the wrong. By the time two years from now, it'll be the laws will be like, you can't even look at certain things on the internet, like opinions, misinformation. You read misinformation. So we're shutting down your bank account the way that they did with the trucker protests and whatnot. Yeah. Well, first of all, if they, 
do institute a draft and all that, and they got so desperate they were trying to get my 48-year-old ass, um, I would just go down there without my contacts in, and they'd be like, Jesus, this guy can't see shit. <laughs> I don't, But I don't think they would care if it got to that point. They're like, "Can you? Hold, do you have arms? Can you hold a gun? Get out there. Yeah. Like, and, but that's if it gets to the point where, like, like most war now is just drones and shit, you know, like just bombing places. Like if it gets to the point that we're like fighting on the streets with guns and stuff, then a lot of shit has gone wrong leading up to that point. But I, that's that's one big fear of mine. And it has been since I don't know when I saw a movie or heard somebody say something once. But just the idea of like looking out my window and just seeing hundreds of like Chinese guys just parachuting down and like, oh, God, they're here. Like, where what do you do? Where do you go? Like if we would just be taken over, you know, but if it gets to the point that there's Chinese guys parachuting down, then like the ports have all been lost and like maybe DC has been just bombed out of existence or something. And I don't know, but it's scary to think about. Yeah. I was listening to somebody, I think it was actually on Alex Jones or something, but, and it's been a long time, so I can't remember exactly, but I think he said that if they did like some kind of red dawn scenario being like China, especially it would happen like, 10 miles from where I live. So I'd be completely screwed no matter how many guns I had or whatever. Um, I mean, they would be parachuting in onto the beach, which is literally 15 minutes if the traffic's not bad um, away. So I'd be in one of those cities that would be completely screwed. And I do think about getting out of here more and more all the time. But um, if you, if, if you go along with the, the 16 year plan theory which was according to like people of X-22 and that kind of thing. Um, the 16 year plan, I think you mentioned it last time we were talking to uh, uh, Kali Fontania. I think you mentioned the 16 year plan. I feel like you did, but I did. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's essentially that it was supposed to be a Barack Obama for eight years. And he had certain things he was supposed to accomplish. And one of them, which was to, to take away the guns, which if you believe, the conspiracy that a lot of these mass shootings are orchestrated uh, more of them happened under his watch than any other time in our country's history. Um, and then Hillary was supposed to come along in eight years and start for, she was supposed to be president for eight years and basically start world war three. Um, and then Trump came along and screwed that up at least for four years. And now they've got their perfect for them. Um, person in the white house to make that happen because he's obviously completely incompetent. I mean, you have to be the most staunch Biden supporter on earth or just completely watching mainstream media or, or whatever your deal is to think that he's a legitimate president one and that he has our best interest in mind. I don't think he thinks about anything. I literally think he's just like I've mentioned before, the frat boy with the answers or the, this is what you're going to do kind of a thing. Um, and it's, it seems more and more all the time, like Barack Obama is in the basement telling Joe, this is what you're going to do today. And, you know, he sent a ton of money to Iran and so is Biden. Um, and listening to that Tucker Carlson interview, who I guess we don't have clips for, but uh, general Douglas, Mag what's his last name? Magruder. McGregor. Um, McGregor. Is it McGregor? 
I'm pretty was... sure. Okay. McGruder, McGruder, McGregor, one of those fuckers. Um, <laughs> he, the interview that, I, that Tucker gave him um, was kind of scary. Like just listening to how close we could be to uh, World War Three and Armageddon. He used the words Armageddon. Um, you know, nuclear war, which I don't know how anyone would want that to happen as speaking of world leaders, if they weren't being completely ran by the deep state, central bankers, federal reserve dicks that seem to be running the show. Yeah. Uh, I, it reminds me of that Bill Burr joke where he's like, well, there's too many people like, he's like, we just need to get it down to like, 35,000 people. It's a, he, he does a big, long, funny bit about it. But I think a lot of people think that way. I think they're thinking we have 8 billion plus people on the earth. Like a nuke would eliminate a lot of them, thus freeing us up to all have a little bit more resources. Yeah, but it would take a long time to get everything back to where it was pre-nuclear war it depends on where it is you know if it's in new york and la then yeah the the world is a uh, completely different but if it's in i don't know the middle east somewhere like i, I feel like that doesn't affect america at all yeah but what if they bomb us then we're screwed but who like i Maybe it's just propaganda or whatever, but I feel like America nukes versus Middle East nukes are probably better. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe they have excellent facilities over there, but I don't know what country is doing that. What country has nukes in the Middle East? Iran, right? Iran does. I don't think I don't know if they do. I think they just have like nuclear capabilities or something, but that doesn't mean they have like a stockpile of weapons. Does Iran have nuclear weapons? Iran is not known to currently possess weapons of mass destruction and has signed treaties repudiating the possession of WNDs, including biological weapons, chemical, yada, yada. But that's Wikipedia. Um, so now I'm going to type in what Middle East. I didn't even have to finish typing. I typed what Middle East and it said Eastern countries have nuclear weapons. Israel is the only power nuclear power in the Middle East with Iran close behind while Saudi Arabia and Egypt have indicated off and on an interest in going nuclear. I started to say Israel. Um, because I was reading something about that today. Your mind gets so flooded with so much information, it's hard to keep track of it all. Like I was reading this huge article about uh, um, in the Epic Times about... If, if you don't get the Epic Times, you, you probably should, listeners. Um, it's pretty good, and it's it's a great newspaper. If you still like reading a paper, which I do, it makes me feel smarter just reading a paper for some reason. Um, How often do they send one out? Uh, I think it's once a week that we get it. Um mm. And this one is, this says former border chief warns of Hamas terror threat on U.S. soil. And it's a pretty fascinating article about, dude, that we are probably more than likely looking at a 9-11 type event uh, sooner than later um, in this country. 
because there's so many people in this country right now, potentially, because um, our border has basically been open for two and a half years, letting all sorts of people in. Millions. Um, millions, literally. And I wonder if it's going to be like I, I'm on board with that line of thinking like yes there's if there's a million new people in then what percent of them have to be easily swayed in one direction or another in order for something terrible to happen here like way less than one percent like it just takes one guy in like 50 different cities doing something wacky at the exact same time to make the entire country be like oh shit you know yeah, that's it's scary because I had it's I don't want to look at at my neighbors and people at the grocery store and think like, ooh, is that one of them? You know, yeah. like I I don't want to think that, but I it, they'll they'll say like, you're a dick if you think that way. But then it will become blatant that no, like we have to start thinking that way because none of these people were checked on their way in. They just let them in. So until, I, I don't know. I don't know how we get to a point that like you can just walk in someplace. And I don't even mean people of like a certain color or religion or anything. Like you can be a, a fucking terrorist white guy just as easily as anything else. All you got to do is be on the, on the same telegram pages or whatever, the same 4chan shit. Like, you just got to talk to the right people and have them be like, Hey man, you should do this thing. So it's not just quit like looking at people and being like, that guy is, is this demographic. So I can't trust him. It's just like, I can't trust people. Like yeah. I, I just can't comfortably be in public and be like, Oh, everybody's fine. I don't know. It's scary, man. It is scary. And it, and, it, and going back to what I was saying earlier about the, um, it's it, it almost does seem like part of the plan and not not the good plan like to get us into a world war because it seems like so many of these things could be avoided if the if we had any kind of leadership that wanted that to happen like if trump was our president right now i wouldn't be worried about any of this shit first of all we wouldn't be in this situation the whole world wouldn't be in this situation um but with biden in there you know, it's just a matter of who's telling him what to do. He doesn't make any decisions, I don't believe. Um, and our country is completely just, it's its broken right now. Nothing, nothing makes sense. You know, so many of these things could be avoided with common sense. Um, what did I write down earlier? Um, you know, Biden wants to send another $60 billion to Ukraine and $100 million to Israel. I believe those are the numbers. Um, and, and if the U S has that kind of money to send other countries to potentially start a world war, why, again, I've said this a zillion times, but why do we have any problems in America? If we've got that kind of money, even if we're just borrowing it, you know, why don't we fix our country and why are so many people against Trump being like America first, you know, before we do all these things? That's why there's a plan, dude. That's there. because all of this shit is blatantly not logical. Like it's it, the only reason, the only way for it to make sense is to 
know that they're doing it on purpose. Like that's the, I guess there's two sides of the thought of like, are they doing it on purpose to show us how bad things can get? Or are they do is somebody else doing it on purpose to really do it, to make, to who knows what, to start nuclear war, to, to maybe the, top 20 richest people on earth had a meeting together and they're like, look, like no matter where a nuke goes off, we're all going to be safe because we all have our protective things or whatever, like, because we're going to know when it's going to happen and we'll be able to do this thing and protect our families and all that. So after it's all over, we rule the world. So fuck everything. Let's start the wars and put out the propaganda and all that like that. It, that could be what's happening. And I don't know how to tell the difference. But if I was if I was one of the guys that were faking all of this shit just to open people's eyes, I wouldn't want you to know the difference. Because if we could tell 100% that that's what was happening, then the bad guys would be able to tell that, too. And they'd be like, they're fucking faking it. Like, we're not buying this. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find this thing. Oh, I, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, <coughs> what, what's the lady's name? I'm totally blanking on her name, but the re- release the Kraken lady? Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. Um, she recently pled guilty to something, yeah. but it, it doesn't seem... Um, I guess the charges were reduced. She pled guilty to accessing election equipment without permission, a misdemeanor, nothing to do with the election interference, which is what the DOJ is engaged in as we speak. Um, So in other words, she wasn't, she didn't plead guilty to anything that was that big of a deal. Correct. But to hear all the people who hate Sidney Powell and Trump and everyone else, ah, she pled guilty. It was all bullshit. Release the Kraken, hum, blah, blah, blah. But she didn't even. Well, she was being charged with like election interference, like insurrection type shit. And those are all felonies. And then they came and they were like, all right, plead guilty to these few misdemeanors for the one thing that we can definitely prove that you did which that's a whole nother thing. She's guilty of looking at a machine that some guys, I've, I don't remember the counties or whatever, maybe it's Coffee County in Georgia. Um, they're like, here, we'll show you the machine. Come look at it. And her and scientists or whatever came and looked at it and did whatever they did with it. And then afterwards, other people from that same county government thing were like, hey, you weren't supposed to let anybody look at those. And they were like, oh, well, we did. And so that's the crime that she's guilty of, was looking at a thing that she wasn't supposed to look at. But her defense is like, the guys that work there called us and said we could look at it. But then other guys that work there were like, but we didn't say you could look at it. So that's the whole thing. I don't know. But no, it has nothing to do with Trump uh, as far as the case goes. It obviously has to do with Trump because he was in the election. But uh, but yeah, so maybe she talked to her lawyer and her lawyer was like, yeah, you're technically not supposed to have looked at that machine. So you are guilty of looking at a thing that, so maybe that, but what most people are thinking is like, 
you know, a trial's long as fuck. Like Rudy Giuliani's broke. Mike Lindell's broke. Like all of these guys that are fighting all of this stuff, like they probably went to the prosecutors and they were like, look, just let we'll sign a misdemeanor shit. Like, let's just end this for this poor lady. She's not fucking doing anything wrong, you know, and all of the deals that they've signed. One of the stipulations is like, if you make it through your probation, Ah, shit, my grandma's calling. You talk for a minute. Well, I was just going to say that, it, you know, for her to say all that stuff about release the Kraken and we have all the information and all that stuff, I don't think she just, like, made that up. I, I believe that she did see something that led her to believe that the election was stolen and everything, and that's why she said we're going to release the Kraken and all that stuff. I mean, she's a very accomplished lawyer, um, so she knows better than to just be just be talking out her ass about it. That that's what always stuck with me. Um, and, and all of this stuff is so confusing, you know, it, it, it truly is. I think that's part of the, the nefarious side of it. Their plan is to confuse us and to have so much information out there to keep us confused. Um, and, and not knowing exactly what to focus on because I've, that's the biggest problem with even doing this podcast is just figuring out what to talk about because there's so much shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah. hear most of that, but I get the gist. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on. And well, I, I was saying, and, and, and I would like your opinion on it. Like she was a very accomplished lawyer. So that stuff she was saying about, we're going to release the Kraken and I've seen all the information and it's overwhelming about election thievery and everything. Um, she wouldn't just pull that out of her ass. I mean, she's a very smart lady and a very smart lawyer and very accomplished, like I said. And so why would she even say all that stuff if it wasn't, if it the, wasn't true? The one argument that I heard against that is that she just was so eager to find something like everybody knew logically that Biden didn't get 81 million votes like, and she knew it too. And, and she was just trusting experts too quickly, you know? So a guy came to her and was like, I'll prove it to you. I got it on the computer. Like, see these numbers like that proves it. And she's like, I don't. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's, but honestly, I don't know what she was thinking or what all is accurate from what she said. But if the, if you buy into the, there's a plan thing, then maybe the stuff she was looking into that knowledge comes out after the knowledge of the little shit. Oh, they, you know, they cheat, they printed extra mail in ballots and that kind of stuff. And cause you got to know those little things first before you can be like, and Cuba was in on it. Like before you start getting to worldwide conspiracies or Venezuela or whatever she said, I don't remember, but, uh, but who knows? I don't know what the hell's going on. That's the whole, we should change the name of this podcast to, I don't know what the fuck is going on anywhere ever, <laughs> but I just use my logic and I've been right enough times with Trump related things where they're like, he's finished now. And my logic tells me, well, that wouldn't like, that's probably not true. And then it later comes out very quietly, of course, that, oh, no, that actually wasn't true. But this next thing, this 
is the end of Trump. And then so then every time my logic is like, well, this isn't the end of Trump. It's not it can't be because the last 20 times haven't been. So I, I'm, I just don't buy into anything anymore. I actually put out a video of that, of me on stage at Crackers in Indianapolis talking about fake coronavirus, like just j putting out the idea of like, what if it wasn't even real? Like nothing would be different from the way that we all reacted, whether it was real or not. I don't know. Look me up. My name is Mike Baldwin. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, I will never believe again until until it's like a completely done deal that he's screwed and never coming back from this or that or whatever they throw at him. Because like you said, there's already been so many instances of them being like, we finally got him. He's done. He's going to be in you know, and they show that orange jumpsuits and all that bullshit. And then. Mm hmm. And then they're like, ah, oh, we don't got him. Fuck. You but know? ask, ask a random, if, if you're on stage soon, ask the audience, like, what is Trump being charged with? And most people are just like, ah, you know, a classified material or election interference or, and it's like those specific things like aren't crimes. Like you can't just say, he was mishandling classified information without having some sort of story of what actually happened. What did he show? Who did he show it to? What was the, what, what were the consequences of that? Like, it's all just stories of people like, yeah, he held up something. And it's like, what did he hold up? What did it say? Like, do you know? Cause if you don't know, then him doing this doesn't fucking matter. Like if he didn't sit down and read it with you, I don't know. And then election interference is like, oh, he denied that he won, that he lost the election. Like th obviously that's not a crime. Like the Democrats did that for four years, saying that he colluded with Russia and that he was an illegitimate president and shit. So it's not that. Like it was the the Georgia phone call where he said we need to find votes. And it's like, no, listen to the whole phone call. Like, that's not what he fucking said. And like he said the sentence, but he wasn't saying, like, go out and find these for me because I'm cheating. He's like, they're there. Like, you just got to find them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they, they said all this crap for four years and now they're literally doing all the same stuff that they were accusing him of for four years and and it it's just something different every day um and if if election concerns if it's such a concern that the elections aren't true and fair and all that stuff then it's it's such an easy fix so many things that turn our world upside down are so easily fixable you know like the whole paper ballot thing and uh, same day election um you know all those common sense things that people voter ID that people fight so hard against for some reason, um, it could be easily fixed. Most things could be easily fixed. It seems like. Yeah, it does. I mean, there's definitely something you mentioned school shootings earlier and like the, the numbers of them nowadays versus even when I was in high school, Columbine was the first big one that I remember actually being in the news, you know? Uh, so there's, it's something with society, you know, it's not guns. It's because we've had guns for hundreds of years. Like 
And so it's something that happened recently, more recent than the invention and availability of guns. So it's not that like it's the the liberal side of me doesn't want to say like it's the music and the movies and the video games. And, but I mean, I'm sure that stuff doesn't help, you know, like when you can pretend that you're going around shooting a bunch of people, it makes it a lot easier to go around and shoot a bunch of people like, uh, but then uh, again, I always get into that argument of like freedom versus security and safety. Like, well, if we just did away with video games and movies and music, then people wouldn't be influenced by anything. And we could just tell them what to think. And then everybody would behave. And it's like, yeah, but we don't want that, do we? Yeah. Yeah. Nothing can be easy, I guess. But um, what else should we talk about here? Um, we got videos and stuff. If you want to watch some stuff, you want to learn about Israel or something. I do. I wanted to make this point real quick. I was just home in Kansas City for a few days. I did that show in uh, Jefferson, Missouri, City, Missouri. And then I went mm-hmm. did this like wrestling reunion. I was talking to a friend of mine and he pointed out that, you know, back when the United States or before we were the United States in the 1770s, when we decided to become independent and and take on the largest army in the world, we took on the largest army in the world in large part because of taxation without representation. And he pointed out that now um, we're, cause I said to him, I was like, half the taxes we pay aren't even constitutional. And he's like, yeah, we went to war with the largest army in the whole world at the time over taxes that were nowhere near what we're, what we're getting fucked around with now um, in this country. And, and people just don't seem to realize it. I guess because we've had it so good for so long in this country, but it was a pretty good point, I thought. And he also pointed out that most of the people who contribute nothing to our society are the ones who decide our elections. You know, the one who get money get money from the government and and don't really pay taxes and all that shit. They're the ones who ultimately decide our elections in this country. And the people who pay their taxes and and try to contribute to society we're left out in the cold and it's like, whoa, what the fuck? You know, like going back to nothing making sense. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's why the founding fathers didn't want a straight up democracy where like 51% of the vote changed the laws, you know, cause all you need is more poor people than rich people to just vote and be like, well, we want the rich people's money. And then the rich people are like, what the, f- no, come on. And they're like, ah, we voted. Give yeah. us your money and get yeah. in the hole or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this actually, this video is not Israel stuff, but this is a video I saw last week on Twitter of uh, this guy was a, 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 remains a Democrat and he's talking to other Democrats and he's basically just saying like Trump wasn't terrible. But he says it better. It's a a few minutes long, but I I think the whole thing is worth it. Okay. A lot of the good work. I mean, again, like, man, as a Democrat who has been left homeless, who is now definitely in the center, but probably leaning increasingly right, I'm left yet again with an appreciation despite the messenger of the message of the Trump administration, because what those guys did 
was pretty incredible in hindsight. These Abraham Accords, the Accords with Israel and the GCC, the almost accord between Israel and Saudi, to really be able to like find a long-lasting peace is just a real example for the world. And you know, those guys did a lot of really good work. And it's it's a miracle actually when you when you look at it. What they did, yeah. you know, despite the fact, listen, I'm no fan of Trump. And I am too homeless. But this is where it's a political party. But if you but want to objectively is, look at what they did, there was good to. work. It was you great have work. To. You have yeah. to. And in fact, this is a moment where you have to start to re-underwrite, like, is your, not you, Jason, but I'm just saying yeah. collectively, is one's Trump derangement syndrome causing more damage than anything that Trump could have actually done? And I think the answer is yes, because like it's now causing us to not see that good work and then embrace and extend it. So much of the work that happened in that administration turns out to have been right. And that's what's so frustrating for me. The work on the border wall, we didn't like the messenger, so we killed the message. Turned out it was right. Issuing long-term debt to refinance when rates were at zero, we didn't like the messenger, so we killed the message. A structural piece in the Middle East, we didn't like the messenger, so we killed the message. When are we going to stop shooting ourselves in the foot? And when are we going to yeah, actually I mean, see and take the time to look past who is saying things and actually listen to them word for word? I'll give you an example. I started to tweet three links a day over the I past that, three yeah. days. And the only reason I did that was that I thought things were so hyper contentious and hyper partisan that I just wanted to show a few sides, right? And one day I found a couple links, two of which, one was from Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL, who I thought had a very powerful message. And one was from Mike Flynn. And his message was also actually pretty powerful if you just read it. And if you took the names off, all the content was so valuable, both points of view. But the minute it goes into the world, people immediately judge and they kill the message because of the messenger. And this is exactly a moment where you have an opportunity to just stop doing that because the stakes are so high. It's infuriating, actually, quite honestly. It's infuriating to see it. We had this last week on the show when we were talking about reducing spending. Matt Gates is not the perfect messenger, but his message was the message we've been talking about, which is, hey, we have to control spending. So you, I can understand people not liking Matt Gates. <laughs> Gates, there's a lot of things to not like about him. I can understand people not liking Trump. and Get over it. Well, and then, you know, it, it's it's bizarre that his son-in-law went to do all this work, but yet he did it and it had success. That's and another so example. It's if weird you, if to you send your son-in-law to do it, but I listened to the Lex no, Friedman not, podcast. Okay, you know what? It's not weird because at the end, if you listen to this podcast, the most important thing that is resoundingly obvious about Jared Kushner is that he is incredibly thoughtful and incredibly competent. And right. why did we have to spend years being fed all of these stupid lies because one can judge for oneself, but Jared Kushner is thoughtful. He's smart. And I thought to myself, I was fed all these lies for years about how this guy was like moping around in the shadows and this and that, and it was all not true. Yep. What'd you think of that? I think it's great. And and that's what I say all the time. Get over it. You know, like that one guy. I'm not a fan of Trump. I just want to scream at that guy. Well, why not? 
what do you have against him, you know, not ruining this country and doing all the great things he did? It's like people always have to preface it that way. Not a fan of Trump, but he did great things. Well, then fuck off. It doesn't matter if you like him. Speaking of things that Trump didn't say the best, but people liked, play that video. Our message to the terrorists is clear. You will never escape American justice. If you attack our citizens, you forfeit your life. Great up. Like he just told them, you know, like, dude, we'll fucking kill you. And they're like, uh, this guy's serious. Like he will. And with Biden or, or Obama or any other president in my lifetime, it's like, oh, well, we're going to have to have serious talks or we're going to place sanctions on them or or whatever other bullshit, you know. And Trump's like, I'll kill you. Yes. And speaking of Trump derangement syndrome, you know, Nancy Pelosi just sits there like she's not even listening to him. Um, and she's oh, just yeah. she I... even, even without even looking up, she's just such a bitch. Um, she's just like, I hate you. So I don't care how much sense you make. I don't care. They're all like that. Even a lot of rhinos are like that. That's what's so infuriating about like, even the fact that they're not getting, if you don't think our government is completely compromised, why isn't Jim Jordan the speaker of the house? It should have been, in my opinion, from what I understand of it. And from what I know about Jim Jordan, he should have been a shoe in for the speaker of the house. He almost was. It was. It's just those few holdouts, you know. And and why are they holding out? Probably for their own reasons. But I bet it has to either do with money or or blackmail. Yeah, but it's not because it's for the uh, the best thing for this country. Of course not. It's that's w what we were saying earlier. Like if we ran shit logically then everybody could be happy. But instead you've got people like that that are like, no, we need to keep the, we need to not be able to pass anything. We don't need a speaker of the house. Like let's just fuck everything up. It's the, it's the same thinking of like, we just need to give homeless crackheads money. That's their problem is they just need more money and we need to give them a place to stay. So they just have no incentive to, to ever do anything with themselves. Like, any logical person is like, don't do that. Like tell them they're a piece of shit. And that if they don't get their life together, they can't have any food. And then they'll either kill themselves with drugs or they'll be like, all right, I'll quit. I need some food. I'll get back into society. It's like a, a hung jury, except it's accepted, accepted to that, except it's in our government. Um, and on this, mass scale like one person can hang up a jury like you can have a guy that is clearly guilty of something and one person be like no and then it just you know then this person who's clearly a freaking murderer gets to walk free and and all you got to do is get bribe one person or compromise or whatever it's the ultimate selfish act is in my opinion especially if they've been compromised or they're being blackmailed it's like well you're ruining the lives of millions of millions of Americans potentially because of your selfishness, essentially. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense in what I no, just said. I mean, it makes sense. I was just imagining the whole scenario of like, 
you know, you're on the bus to court in the morning from the hotel where you've been sequestered and some guy walking down the street just like hands you an envelope and there's a picture of your children somewhere and they're just like vote yes or vote guilty or not guilty or whatever. Then yeah. like, what what do you do? You know, you can't be like, hey, somebody just gave me a picture of my kids in a basement. Like, can somebody help? No, you just scared and you just keep to yourself and you're like, son of a bitch. All right. He's not guilty. Like, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they'll stick to their word and give me my children back. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but I wasn't really thinking about that aspect of it. Like, I, I guess I was just thinking about more like we, we know you slept with a hooker or something, but I guess if your children are involved, like I can't think of any situation where I would pick the betterment of even the entire country over my one kid, you know? Right. So and I, so I guess I, that's all it really takes, you know, like, yeah. and it's, it could be something as innocent as like, uh, you know, you banged a hooker or something like that, or it could be like, uh, you know, they compromise the, the kid's doctor or whatever. And then you get a letter in the mail a week after your doctor's appointment. That's like, Hey, we injected your kid with something and he'll be fine. As long as we give you the thing, the one thing that can fix him. So vote no. Yeah. Well, I read enough John Grisham novels to know how easy it is to, um, I mean, they're fictional books, but you read them and you're like, God, it would be so easy to to dirty up juries or, or anything. It, it's not, it would not be that hard. Like there's so many flaws in the system and I don't know what the answer is to make them not flawed, but um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, where do we want to go next after that brilliant commentary I just had? Um, well, I don't think we need that lady. I'll, uh, let's, um, do you want to see Biden being an idiot or do you want to talk, uh, hear people talk about Israel stuff? Um, first, first maybe watch Biden be an idiot. It always makes me feel a little bit better or worse. All right. There's that one. And I'm getting another one. I'm sure there's no shortage of them. And and are these things again ever shown on mainstream media? No. I mean not the way that uh, like the, if the if the country was even and if everybody was open to like the idea that we could all share a shitty president as opposed to people being so polarized and like hating everything or loving everything then no, like people would talk about this and be like, this isn't right. Like, granted, this one isn't a, a huge deal, in my opinion. He's just be an, uh, he's just a dumbass. Like, this isn't an old man dementia thing. This is just a guy being a dumbass. Like, this Dan Bongino showed this on on his show this morning or yesterday or whenever it was, and uh, and he's like, like moments before they walked out there, they were standing backstage, and somebody in the Secret Service definitely said, like, all right, you guys go out there, this guy's going to introduce you, and then you go up. And Biden said, oh, okie dokie. So yeah. he's, just, he's just a dumbass. But yeah, play that real quick. Yeah, I'm not introducing me, Marcus. I forgot Mark. I went straight to the podium. I apologize. No problem. 
Good afternoon. I want to thank Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senator Todd Young, Representative uh, uh, Joe, excuse me, Representative Joe Morelli and Susan Ward, excuse me, Susan Wild, for their work to make this happen. Uh. The guy, the guy can't even freaking read. It would be like one of us going up before the MC and being like, "Oh, that's right, this guy introduces me." And we've been doing, we doing comedy for over twenty years and forgetting that an MC brings us up. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, kind of. He, he, but that's why I, you know, like this. That video shouldn't be the news of the day. The news of the day should be what the fuck is happening to our whole country? Not like what, why didn't he get that sentence right? Or why didn't he, uh, you know, like, yeah, but this next video is definitely something that everybody should be talking about. Cause what the fuck? Yeah. If this guy's an actor, man, he, he's doing the best job ever because I hate this dude. <laughs> like as a Christian, I have to pray about it. Like, please, Help me not hate this person so much, but I do. I hate him. Please don't let me sway your decision, Lord. But if something were to happen to him, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had to have that prayer anyway. No, go. like uh, uh, Frank from Quite Frankly, which I'm going to be on on November 3rd, uh, talked about like if there's if you're doing body doubles of somebody, why make each one be an idiot? Like if you're taking the time to like train an actor and, and put him in the prosthetics and all that, why not have him like be uh, good at what he's doing? Not necessarily making decisions that benefit me and you, but at least be a, a competent human being, you know, why would you fake a guy to make him a dumbass? So like, in in Frank's point of view or whatever, like, no, it's the same Biden all the time. He's just had some surgery here and there and he's old also. But who knows? Because the ear thing weirds me out because in some pictures, his ears are connected to his head. And in other pictures, he has the floppy hangy thing on on his ears. And I don't understand how that happens with age. I guess you could get surgery and like have them sewn back to onto your neck or whatever but i don't know dude <laughs> but watch this video because this chin thing is crazy yeah this video came out of joe biden people had some questions about what's going on with his chin as he was talking it was also like indenting really weird as he's talking it's not what a normal chin would do look at this how many look shows do we have look at the chin on joe biden in all three of these pictures and then what the hell is going on how can your chin do that you may have missed a couple <laughs> botox shots sarah <laughs> botox doesn't do that at the minimum i'd say this the man does not look healthy no he's he whether looks, that is the real joe biden is falling off of course he doesn't look healthy. His chin is melting. Yeah. We need to get this guy to a doctor. He grew <laughs> testicles on his chin. <laughs> help him. Somebody help him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree, except with the helping part. I say screw him. <laughs> I, 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 I just hate him, dude. 
All I can think is that he had surgery, like an implant or something at some point, and it was just something was weird with it. I don't know. I don't know what to think. But that's yet another thing that like a normal, a normally running country would have that on the news. Like Sam Brokaw or whatever would or Tom Brokaw would be like, look at this crazy video of what's happening to our president. Like, what the hell's going on in the world? But Instead, like the news is it either blackmailed or bribed or brainwashed enough to to hide all of this stuff as much as they can. And speaking of brainwashing, let's watch this thing next. Oh, this is a good video. I wanted to say this. Well, maybe we should save this towards the we'll save it towards the end. But I have a remind me to ask you towards the end about um, Trump's saying he can have peace in 24 hours um just remind me to ask you about that well i feel like you just did what let's talk about it well if he can have peace in 24 hours i mean there is still a year until he's potentially elected so what if what if something happens before then you know how is there going to be peace? Maybe that's why Trump traveled around the world when he first became president and met with the leaders of, of all of these big, powerful countries. Maybe that's why. And where was that in Saudi Arabia where they did like the wacky sword dance and stuff that they like only do for emperors and shit. Uh, and that was like in the first few months after he became president and he went around, he met with the Chinese president, the India, that guy, like uh, Putin and Russia, like all of these, yeah, all of these world leaders, maybe he was going around and like being like, all right, like everybody out of the room, except for the one translator that, that we're going to kill after this meeting. <laughs> and like, <laughs> He's like, look, there's a plan. Like, trust me, like, don't do whatever military shit you need to do. Don't nuke anybody. Like, don't do anything overly crazy, but just be yourself. But trust me, like, in, in it'll take 10 years. And they're like, I, okay, you know, I don't know what, I don't know how you say that to a world leader and make them go, all right. But well, but- that, that's what I want to believe. I want to believe that he went to all these world leaders and they're like, are you tired of the people who run the Federal Reserve running the entire world? Are you tired of them running your country and mine and yours? Um, then this is how we're going to get rid of them. And we need to be brought to the precipice of World War III. And it's, it needs to look scary for everyone. Um, but to ultimately get rid of these bastards, this is what we're going to have to do because they're very powerful. They're very rich. Uh, they've run everything, ran everything for a long time. Um, that goes back to the whole Vladimir Putin thing and the meeting they had with the foot, the nuclear football and, and uh, all that stuff from fall of cabal. Um, I hope that's all true, man. Um, because it, again, going back to the common sense thing, it, it doesn't make sense to blow up the whole damn world, which is what it looks like they're trying to do. They're not even trying to avoid war, which is what Trump did. You know, peace in the Middle East and all those things that people thought couldn't happen. Um, it, it just seems like this this can't be happening. This can't be happening without it being a, a plan. 
And I pray to God that's what it is. Yeah, me too. Otherwise, I, it just makes no fucking sense. No, they're just driving us towards... It's, it's Armageddon. Hap- I think we can agree. This is Everything that's happening is happening on purpose. But what we're not sure of is who's doing it on purpose. Is it somebody who wants to destroy the world or somebody who just wants to scare us into thinking that the world's going to be destroyed so we all wake up and go, Jesus, you guys, let's... I, I don't know. But then uh, we'll talk about Israel-Palestine stuff here in a minute, but that gets into like... like some religions are more like we're allowed to kill people that don't believe this religion than other religions are. But if once you get to that point, like even the nice religions, Christians, for example, like you'll have to get to a point that you're like, no, you can't kill me. Like I'll kill you motherfucker. Like, it has to happen eventually, and I, so I don't know. I feel like there's going to be some sort of religious thing in the, in the future also. Like, that's got to be part of this. Um, that's the biggest, like, reason that there can't be a two-state thing in, in Israel and, and the rest of Palestine, or however you say it. Because, like, one side's like, we need to wipe you off the face of the earth. And the other side's like, hey, just stay on your side, man. So it's like, who? I don't know. But people are, a lot of the news and shit and social media are taking the side of the, we need to fucking kill you guys, people. I don't know. It's weird to me. But that doesn't mean that I am like super go Israel or whatever. Like I look at Israel the same way I looked at Ukraine which is sort of like, yeah, I'm sure they're nice, you know, and if they want to do business, let's do business together and, you know, we'll help them out however we can, but their war isn't automatically our war. And, but so many people in our government are like, yeah, huh? Like if they get into war, we're in war too. And it's like, why? Like, why can't they just handle their own shit? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't want innocent people to die over some bullshit, you know, and and that's what's happening on yeah. both sides. You know, there's that's innocent true. there's innocent Palestinian people and children and stuff being affected by this. And and, and there's like, Israel people that are dicks that are probably doing shitty things. That doesn't mean that that's why there's not a, a two party state or a two state thing going on, because it's it's fucking hard like it's is it's not just a thing cut in half it's like this is israel and there's like a little chunk here and a little chunk here and some stuff up here that like is doesn't belong to israel but israel basically controls it all so they get to be like you know turn the electricity off or turn the water off or whatever because fuck those people like we want to get them out of here and for some reason, those people are like, no, we want to stay. And but that's a good example of like how we don't understand this stuff in America, because in our in my mind, I'm like, well, if they don't like living in Gaza, why don't they just move? And it's like they can't. There's nowhere that they can go. Like there's nothing. There's nowhere that will take them in 
there i don't know what so yeah there's no answer to any of it and i don't ever know what the fuck i'm talking about but they should calm <laughs> down over there <laughs> do we have that charlie kirk video uh, speaking of like the fortress that israel is and all that is that still relevant uh i don't know what you're talking about the four minute video we were going to watch it last week and then we decided to watch it this week let's see we can play this one while you try to find it um yeah i'm pretty sure that we don't have okay. it okay okay but play yeah. that thing okay that Russian defector Yuri Bezmenov, he detailed the Soviet Union's plan for the moral decay of the United States. And it's a fascinating conversation. You should watch this guy. Ideological subversion, what it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions. It's a great brainwashing process which goes very slow. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to educate one generation of students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans. Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis. The time bomb is ticking. It's fascinating because it's exactly what they did. Yeah, I, I love that video and I hate it at the same time because it, it, it's it's a reminder that, to me anyway, that the deep state is real. Like there's a handful of people that are sabotaging this entire freaking world. You know, like it's not playing out the way God intended it, which is for us to all love each other and just be here and do the best we can and love thy neighbor and, and all that. Like it, none of this stuff has to be that hard. There's all these evil bastards behind the scenes that like do what he's talking about, like the slow demise of the country um, in the way that that he laid it out for for people. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, you should watch it on Rockfin because sometimes it's hard to understand those people and they have subtitles and they also play that annoying music in the background, which we bitched about a thousand times. But I don't know why you got to have the freaking music. On on a lot of these, I'll like you'll send me the you'll share a reel with me or whatever, and then I'll look it up on Twitter where you can watch it without any of the shit on there, you know, or the music or any of that, and and I'll do it that way. But a lot of times, I just screen record the exact thing that you send me, and I'm like, fuck it. People don't. If people cared that much, then these things wouldn't get shared millions of times. If people were like, no music in my video, yeah. All right, there's two here, one shorter than the other, but they're both related to Israel, and who knows if these people are right or not, but feel free to play both of those. We'll play the guy first. He, this guy's been dead for a while, Bill Cooper, right? Yeah, he was right about a lot of things, and maybe not the timing of it necessarily, because it's very hard to pinpoint the timing of things and when they're going to happen exactly. Um, but here's this guy, Bill Cooper. What role um, in the Middle East again does Israel play in this? Israel was created as the instrument to bring about the Battle of Armageddon and the fulfillment of prophecy. A war that would be so terrible where nuclear weapons will be used so that the American citizens and the other people in the world will get down on their knees and beg for no more war. And what is the answer to that? They're going to be told the only way we can guarantee no more war 
is if we destroy the sovereignty of nations and we come together as one humanity in a one world government. Right. Now I'm telling you, unless the American people wake up and stop it, starting in about 1996, the Battle of Armageddon will become a reality. <laughs> when's, when's that getting here? Is it 1996 yet? That's what I, <laughs> I like about those things is that like you can either look back at that and think like, oh, well, he was completely wrong because it's been 30 years since that. Or you can look at it and go, man, this guy saw what's happening today 30 plus years before it happened. Like he saw that this was the path that everything was on. If that's the case, I don't know. I It's still interesting to me the whole like we've got a whole world Israel could have picked anywhere and they're like, let's pick this spot. I know it's related to the Bible and all that stuff, but it's just, you would think one side would have fully taken over by now, but it's still like equally shared. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and these things take a long time, you know, like, we, you know, people, especially Biblical people are always talking about how we're in the end times and all that. And we very well could be. It just, it's not like end times might not be a matter of three years. It might be a matter of 30 or 40 or 100 freaking years. You know, Bible time is not necessarily the same as as uh, regular time, so to speak. And so it, it, it's been playing out for a long time. Um, the slow destruction and decay of the, the world, not just America, but, um, so I think, I think we are living in end times. I just, I just don't know how long the end times are going to be. And I don't know what the end of what, like human civilization or, or just, I think this would be interesting. I saw a thing, uh, Jesus coming back. It see, it could be that, or it could just be, uh, this is a, I'm going to talk for a minute. This is a cool thing if you're high maybe it's also cool if you're not high but so like adam and eve first man and woman could have in theory been the last male and female alive after a whole civilization died out right and so they like the process could just repeat itself over and over again and the reason i thought of that was uh uh, some the Y files or some YouTube thing that the algorithm fed to me that sucked me in and I watched the whole fucking 30 minute episode uh, but they were talking about how they found like uranium 235 or, or 35 or something and like you can't make that in nature like it can only be made by like a fusion machine built by an intelligent thing and they found this thing and it's like 2 million years old and and so obviously there's people on the other side that are like, nah, it can happen natural under the right circumstances. But this guy's theory was like, no, like humans could rise and fall. Like the earth's been here for billions of years, like throwing in a million years here and there is not a hard thing to do when you've got all of that time. So I think it's interesting that end times could just be the end of like the matrix, you know, like this, the end of this chapter and into the next i it's interesting i don't know but then that yeah. gets into uh what are they the cylons and battlestar galactica and all that shit yeah whatever 
Yeah, well, it is pretty interesting stuff. Um, yeah, I like this video we got coming up with this lady. She does a pretty good job laying things out, too. So, you ready for it? Ready. See what's going on in Israel. Just give me your thoughts. When I see what's going on in Israel, I see a world that has a vacuum of power because America that kept the world straight is no longer there. The world knows the axis of evil know that America has no leadership, is very weak. As soon as Joe Biden became president and after our withdrawal from Afghanistan, all the world powers, the evil ones, Russia, China, Iran, North Korea looked around and said, okay, we've got four year window of opportunity to get whatever we want to get done. So China decided to get their warships around Taiwan. Uh, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, Iran is mobilizing Hamas and Hezbollah to create a war with Israel. They want to drag America into it. And they know America has zero leadership. That the senile running the country is not really running the country. And they do not know what they're doing. So we're looking at a very dangerous time the next few weeks the next few months and the next year are going to be very very challenging we are witnessing a shift in world powers right now we are witnessing a shift between russia china iran north korea trying to stabilize and bring america down and move america out of world leadership and they are trying to create a counterbalance to america so we'll see what they'll be able to do before we have another election in 2024 and hopefully, yeah. hopefully get the right president in there to basically straighten back up the country. When you see what's going on in Israel, just give me your thoughts. When I see what's going on in Israel, I see a world that has a vacuum of power because America that kept the world straight is no longer there. The world knows the axis of evil know that America has no leadership, is very weak. As soon as Joe Biden became president. It cut off, but you know what she's saying. Yeah, I didn't remember her voice being so like shrill. Shrill. God, that's my biggest complaint about women politicians is like it's it's very rare that you get a woman that can scream non shrilly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's making great points. I mean, they know they know speaking of the people who want to destroy everything and make a one world government and everything. They know this is their best shot um, to do it. And I think Obama's in on it. I don't think you know, I think he is the puppet and the, the guy in the basement running things. And, and, uh, I, I think he, I think he's much more evil man than, than a, most Americans want to believe. Even though if you go to that guy's Twitter page and see just about anything he says, it takes a long time before you find a comment supporting anything he has to say. Most people are just all over his ass about the fact that you're, you're a terrible person. You're the Antichrist. You're this. You're that. I mean, they just they just well, rake him over the coals. Those are also the comments, though. Like, I bet it has a lot more hearts than it does comments, which are people that just agree 100 percent and don't have anything to add, you know? So, yeah, but uh, there's not even a lot of people arguing with those comments. That valid. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's. Again, I know nothing about anything, but it's either he's an evil dude or he's a puppet himself, and we don't have any idea who the real evil dudes are. Like, I, I feel like it's uh, it's totally plausible that, like, George Soros is, like, 
the fucking loser of the billionaire trillionaire club. And they're like, put his name out there. And he's like, ah, oh, come on, guys. None of your names are out there. And they're like, shut the fuck up, Soros. Like, we're putting your name out. You're the evil rich guy now. And they're all just nameless, you know? Like, yeah. we, I, why would they tell us the name of the people who are really running everything? Like, they wouldn't. They have people that do everything for them. And one of those things is like the public face of them. Like they don't have to do anything as far as anybody knows, but they're secretly running everything behind the scenes. And I don't know. I think Trump was kind of in on that. Like that's how he became president because he knows all of the secrets. You know, it's like Q ass, like who knows where all the bodies are buried. And it's like, well, a guy that, hung out with all of the billionaires and I don't know if they were trillionaires yet at the time in the nineties and early two thousands, but he's hanging out with all these people and they're all telling little secrets, you know, like, what do you do? Like you don't pay your tax on this. And they're like, fuck no, like loophole, whatever in this thing, like you never have to pay that again. And they're like, nice. Thanks buddy. Like (laughs) they're in all of this shit together. And Trump was the one guy that like, didn't like it at at early on and was like i'm just gonna i'm not gonna tell you to fuck off to your face because then i'll just be out of the club but i'm just gonna take notes i'm gonna just take mental notes on everything i'm gonna learn everything you guys are doing and then when the time is right then we're gonna fix this shit yeah well i think i think uh obama is both an an evil bastard and a puppet and uh you're you're right. I mean, Clinton or uh, Trump was was friends with the Clintons at one time, and they probably let him in on some things. And he's like, "Well, that's not right." And they're like, "Well, hey, just keep it, keep your mouth shut." And he's like, "No, oh, that's bullshit. You shouldn't be able to do that to the American people." And they're like, "I thought we were friends." And he's like, "We're not that kind of friends, you fucking dicks." <laughs> I don't know. I hope. Yeah. I, and I just I hope that we just get to find out the specifics of everything that that happened someday. I'd like to see that government. We've talked about that before a little bit, but I don't see why it's not like there's body cams on cops. We should have body cams on people that work in our government. We should know what they're saying at all times when they're on the clock or if they're at a, a business lunch or or anything like that. Like, there's no reason they should keep secrets from us about that kind of stuff. I guess yeah. there's there's a, a, an argument to be made about classified stuff and having. I, but it, I don't know what should be classified. Like, I guess like impending military attacks should probably be classified. We don't need to just announce those. Um, but beyond that, I don't know what. Why do they need to keep secrets from us? If they're keeping secrets, that means they're doing something shady on one side or the other. It, it, they're either keeping them from us because they know that we'll think they're being shady to us, or they're keeping them from us because they know that we'll tell the other side that they're being shady to. Either way, they shouldn't be doing that shit. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Oh, so sorry for boring you. <laughs> no, you're not You're not boring me. I don't feel like I'm getting enough oxygen like, in my yeah, brain today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to go buy groceries for my grandma. She had to call to tell me that uh, at the exact time that I told her I would be doing this today. So, uh, But no big deal. Not complaining. I love her. <laughs>
Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not bored at all. I, I feel like I'm not getting enough oxygen in my brain today. Like I've been yawning constantly and I don't normally, I don't normally yawn a whole lot, but open the uh, windows, get some yeah. oxygen in there. I'm about to go work out after we get out of here. That always wakes me up a little bit. We're doing a little, a little earlier today than we normally do too. So, uh, yeah, or maybe they're doing space balls on you. Maybe they've got the giant vacuum cleaner made up on the atmosphere and they're sucking out the oxygen. <laughs> um, do you have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Nope. Um, I will be at the... I'm doing some gigs this weekend that I'm not very proud of, so I'm not going to say shit about those. Um, but <laughs> God, I, I hope the club doesn't see this. Uh, they're not going to see it. Fuck those guys. Um, but then I'm going to the Little Rock Looney Bin November 14 through 19, and then the 22nd, the day before Thanksgiving, um, I'm going to be at the Kansas City Improv. It's a Wednesday, but I'm I'm hoping to sell it out and and film it and and maybe turn it into a special that I can put somewhere. And uh, so that's the goal. And I hope anybody watching from Kansas City will come out to that show and uh, support it. And uh, yeah, call it the. Call it the Thanksgiving special. A lot of people have family and stuff that comes in a day or two before Thanksgiving. So they're looking for shit to do, you know? Yeah. So that's where I'll be. And uh, I'm sure Mike's got some stuff coming up. Um, and he can tell you about that. Or he can. you can go to his website and check that out. Yeah, just go to my website. There's a bunch of stuff. I don't have anything this week, though. I'm, uh, I'm just hanging out and being awesome and playing Zelda Breath of the Wild. Or Tears of the Kingdom, rather. I'm sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, go to Making It Happen, M-A-C-A-N, It Happen. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. And uh, thanks for supporting Mike and I. And God bless all of you. And take care. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.